Happy Boy Loves Beyonce. Yeah. Every Boy Loves Beyonce. Yeah. Every Boy Loves Beyonce. Yeah. Every Boy Loves Beyonce. I just want to wax her on and off like a sensei. Don't disrespect the hoe. I don't want no gunplay, let me clean up my thoughts Keep it moving just like a one way Hold up, stick on Huey, he starts to irreplaceable Chanel, he keep it real, you know that boy is flawless Be's your favorite artist, and that's without a doubt Time for discussion, you know what we about Every boy loves Beyonce What's going on everybody? Is the one and only Bugaboo Hugh, aka I am nothing like her. Yes, you always pick a good one, and I always feel like I'm so stupid. And like, <laughs> uh, I just came up with that one off the spot, just thinking about what we're going to talk about. Okay, well, I'll I'll get in I'll get into there. Well, it is your boy uh, Charnel, aka uh, Bugaboo. You can log on anywhere, and your girl can take you there. <sighs> yes, I'm a worldwide woman. WWW. I did I it love because that I'm song a- so much. Same. I'm doing a little flying this week, so I decided. You are. I I am. So I was like, let me talk about how this, how I'm a worldwide woman, but only domestically for now. And there is <laughs> worldwide, but domestic. I'm a nationwide woman. <laughs> and you are on his side. On your side. <laughs> <laughs> I love the nationwide jingles. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> they not. When Tori Kelly's, her voice is so soft. I love Tori so, Kelly's like, in general. So right, I think she does. A, I think she could do a lot more with her voice than she does. Um, especially when now that she's gone the gospel route, I feel like she totally should be like punching us in the face with like a velvet glove. You know what is that? I think someone described Beyonce as that one time. And I think that Tori Kelly has the potential to do that with gospel. And I think, but I don't think she has the heart for gospel and that's why she won't. Mm. Cause once she gets in there, everyone's going to be like, you can only sing this now. Don't go right. back to that pop stuff. That means you're yeah. going to be burning in eternity, you know? So <laughs> didn't she get a Grammy for her gospel album? She did, and the Christian girls were irked. <laughs> they were mad. As, understandably, understandably that someone would just come in because you know how the voting works. So, oh, I recognize this name. And, right. I, you know, I know. And so they're just like, okay, Tori Kelly. Tori Kelly's the winner. And, you know, all the Tamla Mans of the world were like, um, I've only been singing this music all my life. I've only poured my heart and soul into this new album, and you just give it to the little light-skinned girl. That's what we do. I mean, Diana Ross didn't get a Grammy until she got her Lifetime Achievement, so... Uh, I guess that makes sense, you know? know, She got two Grammys. She got the Lifetime Achievement and then another one? Oh, I was thinking about Tori Kelly. Oh, I was talking about (laughs) Diana Ross. Oh, I know. We we were two different uh, different places. I mean, she built out. She beat out Jonathan McReynolds, uh, Brian Courtney Wilson, and Jack Jacqueline. Sorry, or I keep calling her Jacqueline. Jacqueline Carr <laughs> for best gospel album, and then she won for best gospel performance in song with alongside Kirk Franklin. To be honest, speaking so of funny. Kirk Franklin, go ahead. I'm just this album cover. Uh, his face, the new one. 
just his face. What's it called? Love Theory? Sure, but his face. Let me because I, I only know the song Love Theory and I go I go up for it. I love the song. Um, but I haven't heard I know I didn't know the album had actually dropped. Like mm-hmm. so let me let me go to I the, keep hearing the people uh well not hearing, but people keep tweeting about this song called Idols or Idol or something Yo, like that. Yo, Idols is Idols I have heard because of my uh Tasha Cobb's Pandora. Um <laughs> Long live love. That's what it was. Long live love. Let me look at this. And his face. Why is this my computer? Hold on one second. I'm fighting everything right now. <laughs> Let's see. Long live love, Kirk Franklin. Show me your face. <laughs> Yo, what is he doing? First of all, I'm, I'm kind of here for it. But oh, it, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's just different. It's giving me First Lady's first album after she found out the past had been creeping with Sister Edna or something. Like, it's, like this is this is not the New Nation Project. It, he brought it back. But you know what? <laughs> I will give... I don't know if we want to go into school in life, because I think we can go into that. Let's um, jump into and, it. And I feel like Kirk Franklin, is, this will give you a good segue for mine, at least. Because um, I think Kirk Franklin... I think that what I think what God has been doing is really special, especially in the heart of some really prominent Christian folks that are kind of ones who have always been sh- kind of like troublemakers, um, but <laughs> are continuously being like. Remember in the '90s when Kirk Franklin first dropped, everyone was like, "This is not of God," and now oh, yeah. everybody wants him at every function. They and was he's, mad. Stop! Stop! Stop on who? Revolution! Whoop whoop! What are you trying to take down? And he was like, yeah, we're trying to revitalize things. And I love people who are trying to revolt, essentially, against what we know to be right. right. Because I think sometimes, not even sometimes, I think and so often the church has become this, this, uh, this entity with no real path other than what we've been taught for all these years. And God may be ever-changing, but the world is not. God may be the same, but the world is ever-changing. And... In the way that we're supposed to do, God is constantly moving in ways that we don't know, though. So God is the same in the fact that he is faithful and that he is kind and that he is loving, that he's just. But God moves in all through different people. I think Kirk Franklin is acknowledging that. And so Kirk Franklin, he was like, I remember, they, I don't know who, who the interview was with, um, but he was like apologizing for the church. You probably remember this when he was like, I'm so sorry to how the church has treated gay people. Like it has been this disgusting, blah, blah, blah. And so just like things like that. And in the way he's approached music since then, you can hear that he just has a heart for God and mm-hmm. people. And it's no longer religion and church. It's just the way he's like, all the music is based on that now. Like after, since losing my religion, he's just like, he's just kind of living life for God. And I love that. Um, and that kind of segues into mine is that I've been in this weird spot. We've talked about it like episodes and episodes ago of kind of what God I think is doing in my own life and how I'm mm-hmm. moving through things and how I'm making things work. And I I used to be so upset with myself specifically because I used to think that somehow being queer and being so radical in my thinking and being such a troublemaker and a table shaker made me unqualified to do anything with God's name stamped on it or Jesus's name stamped on it. Like I'm not supposed, I didn't go to seminary and I didn't, you know, uh, study this and I haven't been singing for 87 years. So no one can tell me, um, or listen to me. I can't lead anyone in anything. And 
so I just I just feel so inspired as of late because uh, I just feel like so many pieces are falling together, you know. And you know Romans eight twenty eight, you know all things work together for the for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. And I I feel like my love for God is one of the things that have kept me alive, you know. And I feel like I am called. Like I feel like I have a skill set and a life story that other people just don't have. And mm-hmm. I just feel like God has lined up some things to really kind of bless me in that way and be a person who doesn't look the way that Christians think you're supposed to look if you're going to talk about Jesus and love on and love on people in the way uh, that God, that Jesus did and does. And I think that's funny to me. And I think that God is really using a lot of people, people who aren't even in the church, people who aren't even thinking about him. I think he's just using people to bring to kind of bring people together and have turn people's hearts towards other people again. And I'm, I'm excited to see what that looks like. And so that's how I'm kind of schooling life the last few weeks is that I've gotten, um, I've joined this, uh, like I did worship my church, but like this, this band of kind of like this motley jam band of people from all different churches, um, all different kind of walks of life who are just kind of just like, is like, this divorce, these divorced like guys, this cool youth pastor kind of guy, um, this guy from Brazil who plays a mean bass. When I tell you this man, like slam, like I don't even know how to describe it. He has a seven string bass that he is. It's amazing to watch. Like him, like me, like from all, like all these people just coming together and just kind of enjoying you know, each other enjoying God. I think it's been this amazing thing uh, to kind of just be in a room together and just sing and jam and it's fun. So I think it's, that's how I'm school in life is that I think we're just doing church the right way and how it's supposed to be done. It's not supposed to be between these four walls, but it's actually supposed to be a group of people who are loving and encouraging and supporting each other and doing life together. And so that's what I'm doing right now. And of course, killing the game in podcast ways too, but of course, but that's the one that's fresh on my mind. Dope, <laughs> and it's dope to to witness you on this spiritual journey and and hear how you like your thoughts change and see your growth and what you're doing with purchase not perfect. Like it's really dope to to just bear witness to all that. Uh-huh. So thank you for allowing me to have this this view. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate it. you've been a major part of. Uh, of my growth simply just because you are so kind of like just open and receptive. You're like, you change in the ways that you need to. And I'm here to cheer you on as long as you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I think more like, are you sleeping? Like right. Are you drinking water? <laughs> <laughs> like things like that. Like, are you taking care of yourself? And while you're, while you're doing that, I, I just appreciated that. And, and because you're, uh, you're, I always call you like pseudo spiritual, but because you're just kind of like, in and of the world and in and of like the universe and things like that. It's just easier to talk to you about these things without you, like your eyes glassing over or you like you cringing or <laughs> changing the subject. So thank you for allowing me to be myself really. Aww, in this. So thank you. We love authenticity around these parts. Oh, don't we all? So um, <laughs> how are you schooling life? Um, I am schooling life. Um, It's been, some family things going on um, where it was needed for me to assume some responsibility that I really couldn't. And I have been very firm and 
very um, clear on my boundaries and what I can take on, what I can do, um, which is a big difference from how I was even a few years ago. Um, I feel like a lot of my family, it's just a habitual behavior of putting yourself in a position where you're giving to somebody, but you're not really fit to do it and doing more than you're able to do. Um, and I have been making it a priority to not do that, even when it, it sucks and even when it hurts. So just, um, being really clear with, I've been clear with my boundaries. Um, and just like, I can't take this on. I can't do this. I can't help you in this way. There are other ways that I can help you, but the resources that you may want from me, I can't do that. And it hurts telling people no, especially people that you really care for. But I can't do that anymore. And I refuse to do that. And I refuse to put myself in a position where now I'm at a deficit because I tried to compensate for somebody else's and now somebody has to pour back into me and it just creates this cycle of perpetual, I don't want to say emptiness, but unfullness. So I said, I'm going to stop doing that. So that's what I've been doing. Um, it's like I said, taking a lot of meditation and a lot of just calming myself down and, uh, but that's how I've been schooled in life. Um, yeah. And it sucks when there's people that's like people that are very giving that are in the position to need help and people that, you know, have always bent over backwards for others to their own deficit or detriment rather. And it's just like, I've seen you do that. I've seen what that's done to you. I've seen, what situations that's gotten you into, I, I can't do, I'm not going to do that to myself. I've seen what not having boundaries and not having limits and what you do for people can do to you. I'm not, I can't repeat those same mistakes. I would be a fool to do that at this point in my life. I will be a fool to do that after realizing it. So that's why awesome. I'm in school in life. <laughs> that's true, man. I used to, my whole thing, especially with my family and friends who are just like that, who are, who need someone to, to save them or support them constantly is that I'm not going to let you kill me is what I keep repeating in my head. Because if I give so much of myself, <clears throat> excuse me, to the point where I'm dragging down and someone's going to be constantly pouring into me just so I could function for you, <clears throat> it can't be that no more. Like, I support you in that. I'm, I'll pray for you in that. I'll Thank send you. out good vibes <laughs> for you in that. I'll chant for you in that. I don't know what else, what you need to happen, but <laughs> because I, I'm just getting over that, man. And I, and believe me, I, you're not much younger than me, but at 30 years old. I'm only a year. Yeah. I always feel like you're two years young or three. Well, a year and some months. Yeah. But I'm always. Just oh no! Like, it's like two. It's yeah. Two. See, I'm right. No, a year and some months. How old are you right now? Twenty eight. And when did you turn twenty eight, Hugh? In January. Exactly. Okay. So we. I was born in September of eighty nine, and you were born in January of ninety one. Yeah. So a year and 
Oh, four, four months. months. Yeah. So in my head, it's still two years. Because I'll be <laughs> I'll be thirty while you're twenty eight. So it is for four <laughs> months, and then I'll be twenty nine. But still, but still. <laughs> so either way, either way, I uh, I know the burnout can be real. And if you mm. if you hit that mark young, like I, old people can do it, right? Because we see grandmas and aunties at 57, 60 years old, pissed off and sad. I'd rather burn out then than burn out before I even get my life really started. You it's know? So don't let them, don't let them kill you. Don't, and that's not physically and emotionally meant all that. And mentally. Don't let folks kill, don't let folks kill you. It won't be and worth the it. The biggest thing for me is this mentally because I know what I need to maintain a good mental space. Mm. So if I can't maintain that environment and that energy around me, then I can't give from it. And again, sorry, but I can't help in that way. And I've learned how to say I can't help in that way, but here are some other ways I can help. Or if you want to talk about other ways I can help, I'm open to it. I just can't help in this specific way. And usually people don't want to talk about other ways that you can help it's like when you can't help people the way that they want to it's kind of like well i'll just go find it somewhere else like screw you mm-hmm. like those homeless it's people like, okay. <laughs> it's like i don't have any money but i can get you a coffee bitch i ain't want no coffee oh, oh. okay you don't want no water either I do. you don't want no help <laughs> you should probably be hydrated i can get you a good bottle of, of you know essentia <laughs> But yeah, it's so funny that people are so picky in the help that they want. Like, look, but this is, as your friends, this is the thing too. People forget is that it's supposed to be this coat of many colors that you're supposed to have in your life. And if one person, you're supposed to have friends who have one person that can't support you in a way that you need to be, there's somebody else who can. And every friend is supposed to have something. Now, I'm not saying somebody should be a, a financial, um, purposeful person in your life and that's it. But, like, I have friends that if I know if I ever needed money, those would be the ones I would go to. You know, we all have that friend. It's like, if I right. need $100 because something happened, like, I'd go to, you know, my best friend because I know he'd have it. Not because I he's my cast machine. Or if I need someone who's going to understand what it's like to have uh, strained relationships with parents, I'm going to go to this friend and not to this friend. Because this friend has two happy, loving parents and this friend has been through divorce. So like, I'm, are you, like, you're supposed to have friends who can carry you through things. One friend can't do it all, mm-hmm. you know, and anyone's asking one person to do it all is incredibly selfish. So. And it's also funny when people have more resources, but you don't ask them, you ask the person that has fewer. <laughs> Facts. Or when the people that have the more resources want you to be the one that helps, it's like, but you have the adequate amount of stuff to give, and I don't. Like, you you sound stupid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's such as life in adulthood, and I am proud of myself for how I've been navigating it, especially because I have not been drinking or smoking. Woo-wee. Listen, because I've been wanting to a few shots and tokes um <laughs> but yeah that was good in life that was good that was, that was a good one i like it um before we jump into the main part of this episode there's something else we got to talk about really quickly okay um one of our aunties talked to essence <sighs> and she made a comment about beyonce giselle and no siphon carter she did um 
And just to paraphrase, I'm sure everybody knows about it already. She just said Beyonce ain't an icon yet. It's a long way to go. I feel like she said a lot more words than that. Yeah, it was a lot more words than that. Um, it was a lot more words than that. But yeah. that was the gist of it. Um, and it was, it was kind of fun watching the the you know Twitter Hive react. And then it was kind of like y'all she owed like leave her alone, let her have her viewpoint and opinion, no matter how wrong it may be. Okay, I, I mean, how, is that how you, is that your feeling about it? Is that just like, yeah, she's old, she's got her ways, and um, well, it's more so she's coming from a different context, and she, I feel like she's using different qualifiers than what we would use as qualifiers. I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna so, use. A, I'm gonna use the same exact qualifiers she's using outside of one. All right, because <laughs> this is this is this is my issue with older older um, celebrities or people who are good at what they do or did. Because honestly, did. Uh, to be real, real honest, if we being real, real, Beyonce is bigger than Dionne Warwick ever was and ever will be. Like that is factual. That's not. You can look. at yeah. I don't care how many stages she shared with who. I don't care how many silver records that they don't do anymore that she has. <laughs> I don't, it's not. It's not even shade. It's facts. Like I don't care about that. Beyonce is bigger than Dionne Warwick was in her the height of her career. Beyonce can do more than Dionne Warwick could ever have done, and that's fine. Facts. Part of Dionne Warwick's uh, mystique is that she shared space with Patti LaBelle, Whitney Houston's Sissy Houston, the Luther Vandrosses of the world. That is her thing. Is that she was tied to these huge names who did amazing things, better things than she did, and so we and two white men her to the, what and two white men and and yes. And she also paired up with the Psychic Friends hotline telling us all kinds of fibs and lies. (laughs) And she just hasn't stopped lying since. And so my issue is this, is the qualifier (laughs) she's using. It's true. Um, I felt things. You know what? Because what about your friends is no longer a thing. I've had to, like, I've had to share other places. But I will say that the qualifier is that she has to have longevity. Beyonce has been doing this for almost 30 years. You know, like, there's... Like, what, what are you say? You were doing what, when you were in your prime, you were doing it for 15 years, right? Like, Dionne Warwick was young and she wanted everyone to call her the next thing. You read some of those <laughs> interviews that she did. Dionne Warwick wanted desperately to be as big as the rest of the folks around her and she just couldn't be I know. because she didn't have the range. But that's not shade, that's factual. And so Beyonce's been doing it for a long enough time. Beyonce, the accolade, she's got what? How many, how many Grammys? 24, 23? I think it's 20. 23 or 24. It's 20 plus. Yeah. She's the most awarded woman of all time. Yeah. Like, most awarded singer of all time. That's Beyonce, Giselle Knowles Carter. There's nobody else. All right. Beyonce has shaken the world. Beyonce has made history. Beyonce's done a million. Beyonce sang in front of the first black president that he requested her specifically. Could have called any one of the quote unquote legends, but said, you know what? We want Beyonce to be the person who sings to us Mm -hmm. in this particular historic moment. Not Dionne Warwick. Didn't call Patti LaBelle. Didn't call Sissy Houston. Didn't call anybody's aunt. She didn't call Layla Hathaway. She didn't call anyone from Floetry or Marsha Embro. She said, we want Beyonce. So thank you very much. Like all these things that Beyonce has done in terms of sales in terms of culture and cultural impact beyonce is an icon far beyond anything a lot of these older people have done so if your only qualifier is that she's not 60 or 70 you're trying to find a way that keeps you to shoulder, head and shoulders above her 
and not trying to say that you're in the same level as her. It's not because you don't see it for her yet. It's because you don't want her to be it yet. It's not because she isn't. So that's how I yeah. feel about that. And I was like, people are like, I'm not going to cuss out an auntie. I'm not. I'm just saying she's wrong. And here are the reasons why. Is, the exactly. so is she wrong? Yeah. For but let her be older. But that's, that's what old people do, though. Like, they, they, they will bend over backwards to find a way to discredit younger people because they know that age aside, they're kind of inferior. Yeah. And it's very funny to me. Like when they say, oh, well, what you know about stress? You ain't been through nothing. I haven't. Well, next time you get stressed out, but you can't uh, figure out how to connect your printer, don't call me. <laughs> figure out yourself. Right. So you get <laughs> what do I know home, about Figure it out yourself. Because you uh, forget that be. we're the ones teaching you how to manage Hello? technology so that you won't die. <laughs> I know about your stress. Remember the stress that you put me through as a kid? Remember that stress? Listen. Remember the stress you put me through now? The bills, I didn't ask for none of this. Let's not talk about tapping into your generational, you know, traumas and shit that you done inherited. Like, I inherited a lot of shit from y'all that I'm working through. And I have made that clear. I am working through a generational shit that I know that I got from y'all because I see it in you. And I don't want it. On top of being black and gay in America in 2019. Mm -hmm. You're going to leave me alone. But that's what the old people do, they... (laughs) No, go ahead. Because you, you're not old. You ain't been around as long that you're not as great or you can't be as great. Um, and I just hope and pray that when I do age, I don't become as self-absorbed as the elders of today. Yeah, it's a there's a level of self-importance that comes with success, right? And that's something I can understand. If the, when you break barriers, because let's not be let's not be like, let's not shirk her for any of things. Dionne Ward Never. did great things. She did like that's not that's to say she didn't do it. She didn't do it as good as her 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 peers or contemporaries, but she but did. The catalog do great is still legendary, right? Absolutely. And but when you get on uh, uh, an interview and say things like sustaining and becoming a big icon like Gladys Knight or Patti LaBelle or Johnny Mathis or Frank Sinatra or Sammy Davis Jr., you doubt that. You doubt that Beyonce will ever do that because that's the thing. It wasn't that she said, "Okay, she's not there yet." She said she doubts. Beyonce will ever hit a mark like that. And I'm looking at him like, you're looking at the same Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter that we all are. And you're saying she's not. <laughs> Beyonce is there. Like at uh, damn near or, or 40. Beyond. But, um, you know what? Let me say that. People are comparing her to Michael Jackson, the person who everyone has said is the greatest to ever do it. They're not comparing her to to Frank Sinatra or Patti LaBelle. They're saying she's she's surpassed that already. We're just saying that she's in this other stratosphere with the with the goat. All right. And so, people and, will present very, very solid and amazing arguments that she has surpassed the goat. That. Right. And I've I've been one of the people who say that I think Beyonce is on the same level and will surpass him. I don't like it's just it's just facts. And God God everything God willing Beyonce doesn't die before age forty five. Beyonce's going to Beyonce's going to go down. I think as the greatest performer to ever live, like because she's done all these all the things that the legends have done at this age already. And she's going like she may have sold the records because that's going to be what everyone leans on is the numbers. They do the same thing with LeBron and Michael Jordan is that it's like, oh, it's the numbers. To be fair, Michael Jordan's the best. Um, I'm not saying LeBron is, but that's the argument is that when you get these numbers, you could be the best. And, but in a game like a sport, that's when it counts. 
because that really because it's points are always going to be worth two and three points, right? They're always going to be the same value. But when you look at record sales and streaming and what that's done to things, of course, Beyonce is not going to sell a hundred million records of one album. It's just not going to happen in 2019. Mm -hmm. But what she can do is shift culture. What she can do is have the streams. What she can do is have every media outlet talking about it. What she can do is change the way music is released. Like what you yes. can do is change when Beyonce's name is dropped, ratings go through the roof. If you put Dionne Warwick on the Grammys, let's watch what happens. <laughs> so it's like special guest uh, appearance by Dionne Warwick. Everyone's like, well, you can miss me with that one. I'm, I'm actually okay. But if you say Beyonce with a special performance, you're like, well, guess Beyonce could Skype it in and the ratings Again. would still. Again, and we're all like, yeah, B, Dionne Warwick can show up singing them sleepy Newport 100 songs all she wants, and no one's going to tune in. You know why? Because Beyonce is that girl, and she let us know that in 2008, in 2009, in 2011, in 2013, in 2016, in 2018, and she's going to let us know, probably let us know again this year. It's just like, I'm oh, great she already has. <laughs> See? Homecoming drop. Like, I she's feel like, like she already exactly. <laughs> She's just like, I'm good at this. Not only am I good at this, I am fantastic and great at this. Not only am I just great at it, it's because I work harder than everybody else. And so, Dion, the next time you sit down on a cushy sofa just because someone decided they want to talk to you, you start feeling your pastry again, patting those patting those beignets all over again simply because someone said your name. Remember the fact that Beyonce will always outdo you. It's just what it is. And it's not because you're not worthy or not legendary or iconic yourself. It's because she's just better at what she does than you are. And that's the team. That's it. And someone could drag me it. for disrespecting an elder, but she disrespected my elder. So no, it's, it's, it, facts are facts. And I'm a angry. lot of our <laughs> generation probably wouldn't be as hip to Dion Warwick as we are if it wasn't for God to be real, which Dion Warwick had no hand in whatsoever. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's Can you say it fact. one more time? Can you just say that one more time? Yeah, sure. Um, a lot of people in our generation or younger um, would not have a clue who Dion Warwick is if it wasn't for Got to Be Real, which Dion Warwick had no say so or hand in whatsoever. Okay. Yeah. That's what I that's what I that's what I make sure everyone heard that for the people in the back. But guess who they know who Beyonce is? Guess who you have has kids named Beyonce? Listen. Guess babies have babies named Beyonce. You know why? <laughs> like Beyonce ain't been around, but since for so long, I I have a student named Beyonce, <laughs> a college student <laughs> whose favorite singer is Ashanti, which we don't have to get into. But like it's, <laughs> but this is all I'm saying is that Beyonce, Beyonce shifts things. Beyonce steps. And the world moves under her feet. You know why? Because she's blessed and she's positioned herself in a way that God is honored and has res- and has blessed her with a gift and she's using it. Dionne Warwick, by any chance, has done things like this and decided that nobody else is worthy. And that's why God is blessing her. Hey, wasn't you running away from reporters because you was bankrupt? Sell, sell some, sell your stuff. Don't sell us lies because we're not buying it. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm over it. I'm angry. <laughs> I shouldn't be this much of a stan. And Kid Fury and Crystal were like, "We're it's for the young hive." I'm like, "It's not the young hive. It's the it's just a it really is just." They a level were of very disres- diplomatic, but they also have television deals. Like, I was gonna say, I feel like they they might be crossing paths with Dionne Warwick 
for something in the in the near future, and they're like, "We're not going to do that." No, if if it was anybody, y'all have literally disrespected old folks before beyond Beyonce. Why is Dion Warwick <laughs> of all people off limits? Like at least even Patti oh, LaBelle. Man. Remember she sat on that on Wendy's couch. Uh, tell some who do you think can, who who do you think has the, the staying power? Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Beyonce. Patti LaBelle. Diana Ross. Stevie Wonder. Diana Ross. All the legends are like, who's going to do it? Tina Turner. Barbara Streisand. Beyonce's going to do it. But Dionne Warwick. Aretha Franklin covered Survivor. Like, Right. Dionne Warwick, literally the lowest hanging fruit in this legend tree, is going to say that Beyonce <laughs> doesn't have it. Everybody else, uh, uh, everybody else rungs and rungs above you is saying Beyonce is going to murder this at 65. Who she doesn't have any hits. Beyonce's gonna sing up at sixty five. Type of song. If I were a boy, I could sing Halo, Halo. She's gonna acoustic the hell out of Crazy in Love. Beyonce has the songs to last. Beyonce, uh, Beyonce has a more iconic song than you do, Dion. Several. The thing is, it's funny, like because I, I, it made me think about how many young artists or younger artists cite Dion Warwick as an inspiration and I could not think of anybody who who's ever mentioned Dion Warwick as being a huge inspiration to them in their artistry. And, and and not even just the youngest one. You can go up a level above us and yeah. look at the Beyonce and her contemporaries and see how many are her citing her, but but they're citing her friends. Listen, it's like Patty and Aretha and Diana. Well, what about Tion? Her too. Who? Who? <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you yeah, say Whitney? Oh. Did you say Whitney? <laughs> no, I said Dion. Who's it? De- oh, De- yeah, her too. Sanders? Yes, I like that. The song. cowboy? Like, no, no, not the Dallas cowboy. De- the singer. <laughs> From Clueless? What did she sing? Davenport? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. They're going to be like, Dion Warwick. Oh, that's right. The moment I wake up. I remember that. I thought that was a Maxwell. Like, no, that was actually a, a song. It's like, oh, hmm. I thought that was a coffee jingle. Hmm. See, <laughs> you caught me. I know that song. He was like, but again, you can't, you're not allowed to talk about anybody else's future when you were literally freaking lying for bucks on the psychic friend of that work. No one's up. <laughs> you don't get to talk. You don't get to predict anyone's future after that. You and Miss Cleo can both sat down. Is she dead? <laughs> Rest in peace. But. It was just, it's a whole mess. I can't believe she really fixed her face to say anything bad about, like, and people, you should know this, and she doesn't have a career to kill. So, like, you should know you don't talk about Beyonce unless you want people to come for your neck. And she better not do any live performances anytime soon because you know who's going to be there. The Hive. Out of spite. I'll be there. Don't come to New York. I'll be the first Susan to go down. Beyonce's better than you! And then leave because I'll be escorted. Yeah, but Dionne Warwick did tweet and she said, um, it takes a long time to reach and achieve iconic status. That's not to say Beyonce isn't well on her way. She is a gifted performer. Doesn't and take then a she long said time. that the way Essence presented it was a reach. No, she, your words were in quotes. That what you said was a lie. It's it funny. A reach. She said what I said was in quotes. What Essence said is not. But it's like what you Everything said in the did. quotes is kind of. <laughs> That is the problem. Is that Beyonce been doing this for almost again? Was it twenty eight years? Beyonce's been it's a long time. How much longer does she have to do it? Because let's think about this. Because 
these old folks they've reached icon status before they reached old age. Am I was I am I wrong about that? Like Patty LaBelle was an icon before she was fifty. So was Shaka Khan. So was Whitney so Houston. Was, they were people so before. This is what happened before that. They're just revered now because they're older. And we're and there's a respect and a give them their flowers while they can still smell them air about them. This is not because they weren't that before. Michael Jackson died at 50 years old. You know who was an icon? Michael Jackson at 30. Michael Jackson at 20. Like, and that's how people um, <laughs> bringing up like when people were bringing up Michael Jackson. Like, well, Michael Jackson started out as a child. I'm uh, like, yeah, well, he got Jackson Five under his belt and all that, so. Mm, yeah, I see where you're going you, with that. Yeah, but I'll give you some free. I'll give you wiggle room with Michael Jackson because he was six years old singing these tunes, you know. But at like the same time, man, right? And to the time he was fifty years old, but he was an icon at eighteen, at nineteen. Like he was doing this thing. Like when Thriller dropped, like this, he was still a baby. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like this man was yeah. an icon before, and Beyonce is the same exact way that she is an icon before the time before she hits menopause. It is, it's just what it is. Like, stop acting like you've got to be all bit embittered and and angry and at the age of 75 before anyone can respect you. You're just mad. I think she's really just mad that Beyonce's gotten lifetime achievement awards at half Dion's age. I think that's <laughs> where this. I think has Dion ever gotten one? Has she? But this BET is what I'm hasn't saying. given her something or censure, probably. But I think I, I really think it's because she's someone doing more than she's done, and that's a problem for people. People don't know how to understand that you're in a lane. You've that's come a problem for old people. It's a problem for young people too. But it's yeah. but it's a it's a issue for people. Again, it's the self importance. Um, I mean, I, I guess Dion's the second most charted vocalist of all time. I think that's something that should be said. Um, I just I just saw that on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, she's got five Grammys, and she um, still convinced that I want to like to walk on by. Um, let's see, here we go. Um, Entertainer of the Year for the NAACP Awards, the ASCAP Lifetime Achievement Award, Rhythm and Blues Foundation, whatever that is, a Lifetime Achievement Award. The Women's World Awards, whatever that is, Lifetime Achievement Award. Award. Um, I know who Mary Anderson is. I have three degrees in music. Okay, <laughs> look it up. Honorary. Um, she <laughs> <laughs> she got a oh, Playboy magazine music poll top female vocalist oh. in 1971. Okay, Kleenex American Hero Award. <laughs> look at this stuff. The Miami Dade Lifetime Achievement Award. She got a her whole day in Miami. Look, Lincoln Elementary School in East Orange honored her by renaming it to Dion Warwick Institute of Economics and Entrepreneurship. I've never known her to be uh, a steward of economics or entrepreneurship because I'm 100% sure that not too long ago, might have been last year, who knows, in 2013, she had to file bankruptcy. Doesn't seem like she knows much about economics, but again, <laughs> stay, off my, stay off my faves back and we'll stay off yours. Ooh. I'm just... Um, let me stop before everyone's like, that's disrespectful. <laughs> you owe $3 million to California, sis. Don't worry. Don't, don't owe, don't owe a debt to the hive, too. You can't borrow against red, man. <laughs> no, you can never pay off a debt with the hive. It's always going to be a sad house. <laughs> ask Carrie Hilson. <laughs> ask Keisha Cole. Uh, it's still bad. 
But speaking of iconic stuff. Yes, let's um, move on. There was an iconic move made in 2001. Um, there was this thing called Carmen, a hip hop that aired on MTV, starring the one and only Beyonce Giselle Knowles hyphen Carter, then Beyonce Knowles, uh, her first acting role. Um, and it is now available to stream on Netflix. So what a time to talk about it. And it's funny because last episode, my bugaboo, AKA name was from Carmen. Hey, how timely. Look at you. How timely. Some things are just predestined. It was also close to the time when it was like the anniversary of Carmen. So, Oh, that's I think that is why you said it, right? Wasn't that like the, Yeah, it was because I had watched it. <laughs> I watched it. Um, but yeah, um, speaking of bugaboo names, the reason my bugaboo name was I'm nothing like her is because I don't know if you guys like pay attention to like any of the old interviews or remember like the making of the movie for Carmen or interviews that Beyonce did, but she was always like, I am nothing like Carmen. Like I, I wouldn't do anything. Like I wouldn't say she hated Carmen, the, the character, but she made it clear that I am nothing like this bitch. <laughs> at all right. every time she could um, and it was always so cute and funny she's like she's such a flirt and da, 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 and I'm just I'm not like that I can never do half the things that she does but she actually did a <laughs> good job in the movie she did she did and I'm, I'm starting to realize and this is not a slight to the movie at all but I'm starting to realize that with a lot of Beyonce's acting roles the material wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Which led to, you know, a performance that couldn't have. Like, I feel like she did amazing in Dreamgirls and she did amazing in Cadillac Records. I would say, yeah, I goes. would say that Dreamgirls, is, it was easy because she was honestly, I think, playing a bit of herself. So it didn't, it wasn't like a far reach. Right. Um, and Cadillac Records, like, she committed. I think and you could tell that Beyonce, like this is a role she wanted to take seriously out of respect for who she was playing, but also because it was an important story to be told, you know? Right. So another legend that came for the Queen, but okay. Right. Again, bitter for no reason. <laughs> You've been called don't you get tired of singing the song? That's why why do you think Beyonce don't sing single ladies no more? Like, <laughs> it's because everyone's calling her to sing the same damn song and she was like, Nah, I'm all right. So you wanted to get up there and miss sixteen notes? In a song in front of Barack Obama? No, you didn't. <laughs> Let me stop being petty. Rest in peace, Etta James, an icon of legend. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, Beyonce's acting. I agree. I think that Beyonce... Uh, people would say that she's a terrible actress. And part of it is Beyonce is just not trained to be an actress. Beyonce is a singer, a vocalist. Right. She's skilled in a that. A performer. Yeah, and but because she's a performer, you can she can sell things well enough. It's the delivery, it's the writing, it's the material. So when you look at Fighting Temptations, a movie where Beyonce's reactions, like I remember when uh when Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character calls her a hoe, like Mary was a hoe, and Beyonce's like reaction to that was so natural and so like things like that. Um, like Beyonce can do it body wise, body language is always there. Like that's why she the flirtiness. Was so yes. was so easily believable because Beyonce, the way Beyonce saunters, the way she moves, she is so in tune with her body that her body language and her expressions are great. It's just the delivery of lines and the words that she has to use that Beyonce <laughs> flubs under me. So in Carmen, I think that if the writing was better, 
she'd have been good. But the dialogue between her and what's homeboy's name? Um, Makai Pfeiffer. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought their interactions were great. Yeah, you they know? had good chemistry. Yeah, I was like, it's just the movie as a whole. Is <laughs> but Beyonce in it isn't terrible. <laughs> And it's funny that you mentioned her, uh, like her body language, because my favorite part and my favorite number is uh, the last great seduction. I think that's what mm. it's called. Because like that whole scene is like really dope, and like you said, her body language has carried that 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 number, if we can call it that. Um, I like the cadence of that. It, it was just a dope scene and a dope song. So, what was your favorite musical piece from the hip hop, or that is Carmen? Which I'm, was the I'm, first musical that was like all rapping, pretty much. The first musical that was all rapping. Um, is it the only? I'm not I'm exactly not sure. Maybe it is. We need to do another one. But what was your favorite part? <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I want to say it, it's very cliche when you talk about. Carmen, but I, it probably is the last great. It's like, it's like the ending, um, but I would. I don't even know, man, because I watched the movie. For, I first of all, I haven't seen Carmen in a smooth eight years. Oh, uh, okay. So, but when I think about it, it probably is. Oh, what is the song I'm thinking of? Hold on. <laughs> I should have played it before we sat down, but I was on the phone with my sister, and she she totally took me out. <laughs> uh, you go first. Give me one second. I'll, I'll, I've got to. I've got to. No, but that was mine. The, the scene when she used to do some Mackay Pfeiffer. Oh, so it is the last one for you. Oh, maybe I yeah. The last then, we, then we share the same one because I'm trying to think. And there's another one though towards the middle of the film. <sighs> Please don't say it's the one where Rod Digger and Joy Bryant. No, no, Rod Digger is. Again, another another one who could be better than what she is. Uh, no, you're thinking uh, that uh, that uh, when they talk about going back to Cali, it's the blade. I mean, song. sushi is cool, but I could still could use some curry, whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, you're thinking about that blade song. No, 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 no. Oh, that one was the B, the L, the A, the Z, the yeah, E. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. It's it's the one. It's Beyonce. I think Rodrigo is actually in it. You say you think who's in it? I think Rodrigo is part of it. Hold on. The, no, 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 no. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want. Yeah, what now. is that song? That's the one when they was at the uh, the cars never lie. Yes, there. See, I, I, I do. With Wyclef. Yes, yes. Okay, so that's my second favorite then, because I uh, see, I'm not an idiot. Uh, my problem <laughs> is that I should I should have done my homework. And I should have watched it like today, this morning after it's dropped, so I could re refresh. But it's been a long time since, because I, I own Carmen as well. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> but um, and it's and it's like the cheap Amazon version that you know someone probably pirated and sold without anyone's consent. <laughs> um, but no, so it would probably be that or the Last Great Seduction because again, it's Beyonce's her. Beyonce just speaks with her body better than a lot of people you watch. Like mm-hmm. Beyonce, um, Halle Berry, like yes. people that just, they can say all they want to with their hands or the way they walk or the way they move their hair. Like, it's just, did you see John Wick three? I have not seen John Wick any number. Oh, well, Halle Berry is in John Wick three. 
and Halle Berry plays an assassin in this movie. And I was I was confused because I was like, Halle Berry can't play that. We saw Catwoman. And <laughs> but even Catwoman, the way Halle Berry moved in Catwoman was perfect. Right. Great performance, bad material. Exactly. So, same thing with this, is that watching Beyonce move through Carmen and baby Beyonce, Beyonce was so young. Yes. (laughs) And already knowing herself well enough that I could play this role, even if it's not me. I'm I'm a performer at heart that I can make you believe this is me. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's another song, too, but it's not Beyonce. And she was so nervous about the seduction scene. Like She was so... Anxious about it because I remember the making the movie thing, and she was just like, Every day I get on set, I'm like, Are we filming that scene? Are we filming that scene today? And then after she was like, Okay, we finally filmed it, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, Sis, calm down, right? No, Beyonce, you sound like me talking about sex scenes. (laughs) Like, imagine, um, imagine Beyonce, uh, like if she had seen herself in 2013. Like 2000 Beyonce looking 13 years ahead at uh, the self-titled and the uh, and the videos that came with that and Beyonce being like, Shook. oh, maybe I guess I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the partition video. She's like, well, that's going to be different because that's my husband. Like, no. Right. <laughs> Jay-Z wasn't on set. He wasn't worried. <laughs> Not for like, all of it, at least. Right. I just think it's so funny like <laughs> how Beyonce is so... Like no, Beyonce. Beyonce gives you, oh girl, not me. I'm a saved woman. I'm just, it's just for me and my husband. It's like she would in interview. She gives you that. Mm-mm, that's just for Jay. And then mm-hmm. she's like, drive a roll out the partition, please. <laughs> and she's like, I'll do it for ten thousand people every night. Right, but that's <laughs> like, kind of like cool. uh, like Janet Jackson too, because Janet yeah. Jackson is like, like off stage. She is so like, she, well, she comes off rather so like timid. And reserved, kind of, but then on stage, she's like, "Damn, they're fucking." It's like she bringing niggas on stage and tying them to yeah. I'm gonna say what's that song? Contraptions and uh, Uh, I I mean, I love it. uh, Rope burn. I'm here for it. Oh my gosh! Like she's she's straddled niggas and pretended to bounce on their dicks on stage. In front of and her a mom. black no. leather cat suit. <laughs> I can't. I love it. Stuff. But um, Carmen. So, do you remember like any scenes outside of the music numbers that you like? Because I like the part where she's like auditioning, and that white lady's just like over it. And she's oh, like, "Can man. you be more black? <laughs> like more shenanigans?" <laughs> <laughs> they were like, uh, I mean, I can do it like Shanae. It was funny, but like she's sitting there like popping her gum and just like roll. Like the white lady was so over it because number you... one, the audition was bad. Yes, but she the one. It was funny. It's like they just don't understand the importance of this piece. I'm like, girl, what? Hmm. That make no sense. I'm trying to remember. Um, I can only remember dialogue because that's my problem. I'm so auditory. I'm also, and I, mm. I say that as I'm like not even talking into the microphone. I'm so auditory. Um, <laughs> I'm so, like I, I, I hear things and I remember, and it's the scene where everyone's like, "Okay, so let's go, let's go do this, let's go uh, live your life, your best life." And she ends up leaving homeboy, but um, it's the whole like, "I gave up my life for you." 
Um, <laughs> it's like, oh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. And, and she like, was like, and I'm supposed to give up mine? Oh. Yeah. And like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that is my. And then obviously she gets shot that night. But because, <laughs> you, you know, you can't be rolling up with every rapper. That seems great. But it's like, I love like that scene. I love scenes that feel like transition because you know it's foreshadowing. Like, right. I gave up my life. And it's like, what do you expect me to give up mine? And it's like, mm. <laughs> I've and seen this did. play before with for Beyonce's him. name on it. And <laughs> for him, the yeah. same way he gave up his for her. Yeah. It was a. Have uh, you ever seen um, Carmen Jones? Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen a. Um, are you talking about the the actual, the one with uh, Dorothy Dandridge and Harry Belafonte? Oh, you're at the action. No, no, I've never seen. I've seen like local things when they did. Mm. Yeah, I saw this when I was a child. Um, some um, what's the name of that little theater that's in my hometown? I don't want both. I don't want people to know where I live. Uh, but <laughs> but I saw a local production of Carmen Jones, and it was like a a black put on show. Um. Sh- is the name of that thing but that's how i knew of the story and then when i heard of carmen a hip hop and this is back in the early this is ax jeeves days where i wanted to know Come what on, Be- right and when i wanted to know what beyonce was doing like i googled i googled it see i still lied i searched it on ask jeeves and that was the connection and a very old school you remember those old web pages where they'd have like the gray brick and the orange lettering on it and Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's a play. It's a uh, modernization of this play. And I was like, I've seen that. <laughs> and I was like, I know this story. Um, sorry. But oddly enough, I think the earliest like time I heard about Carmen was on uh, Hey Arnold. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that episode. Possibly. Describe the episode. Was it just it was it themed by on this? They did. They uh, they did the play. I don't remember if it was like a play for a school or if it was like one of those like imagination things. Uh-huh. But it was like a Hey Arnold version of of the opera. Maybe and I think Helga was uh Helga was Carmen, and Arnold yeah. was the captain guy. This makes sense. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like you're saying it, and I'm like trying to piece it together in my head. But that's. Oh, they went on a field trip, and then Arnold falls asleep in dreams of him, Ruth, and Helga. Ooh, I can't. Yes. Yes. I cannot read. But yeah, what's what's opera, Arnold? That was the episode title. (laughs) I do. I do remember that. And Ruth wasn't even worth it. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, she wasn't even trash. <laughs> He's so in love with this woman. <laughs> Poor Ruth. Um, but yeah, that was my first uh thing with Carmen. So when the hip hopper came out, I'm like, oh, I know about this. I'm hip. I'm cultured. I love that. Um, that is what culture. Like that was the thing that let you <laughs> informed you of Carmen and the fact that you held on to it. Like, it wasn't something that, like, you in passing, like, I saw that and also it, over my head, but you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is, they did it on Hey Arnold. I was like, oh, it wasn't like this on Hey Arnold, though. Like, I don't remember all this. 
<laughs> you know, I don't remember her seducing him and and all that stuff. Um, what was I going to ask you? So, what do you feel like was the the major downfall of this production? Because I feel like they thought it was going to be more popping than it was, and it was kind of a flop. Well, they, but now they, it's like a cult classic. They thought it was going to be more popping than what it was for obvious reasons. It is because they had Mackay Pfeiffer, Beyonce, Rodiga, Most Def. They had these huge names, especially like anytime anytime African Americans try to do anything. And they grab, they always grab the biggest names without thinking about how they're actually going to piece it together and tell a story. But they, they like, mm. this is going to be a draw. People love Beyonce. People love, you know, most deaf women love Makai Pfeiffer. That's in his prime. Remember, like Makai Pfeiffer was it at that point. Yeah. Love and basketball was either going to become a thing. I can't remember when love basketball was. Was it 2001? He was in love and basketball. Well, who am I thinking about? Omar Epps, Jesus. Omar. Um, what's the other? What's the <laughs> Makai Pfeiffer was just in something. Um. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. What the hell was the movie? <laughs> he was in Soul Food. Yeah, but that no, wasn't Soul Food. It wasn't. It was some other movie. Now I'm gonna make me look it up. But I think the downfall- paid in full. Try again. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it was something that white folks would have liked too. Hold on. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm I still know what you did last summer. Full. Like <laughs> he was in that. Yeah. He was. Um, <laughs> I was like, I know he was in something. Um, he was in that, and then he was in something else too. Um, something else that was uh pretty uh pretty pretty black though, and in our face. The um, Tuskegee Airmen in nineteen ninety five. I don't know about that, but I think that was the downfall. Is that one? The writing was subpar, and two, they put together a cast that was great on their own. But in order to tell a story, they didn't think how people, how, what chemistry would look like. Uh, Beyonce yeah. and Makai had great chemistry. I'm talking about the people around them and how yeah. they, and how everybody else. It just, it felt, it just felt cheap at the end of the day. It felt like a TV movie and they, and they didn't try it. And most TV movies that end up being good are movies where they try to go beyond the scope of the television and try to make it a bigger right. production. And they were okay with like it being silver screen and that's it. I agree. <laughs> Um, because the concept I feel like is dope. Um, the cast it looks great on paper. Mm-hmm. The cameo, like that random Bow Wow cameo, it was cute. But why was he in jail with grown niggas? Uh, <sighs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's stuff like that. Um, the writing could have been better. I feel like it was one of those things where it's like, as soon as it's done, it's like, oh, this is dope. This is great. But it wasn't enough quality control and going back and like I, the pacing, the scenes really weird to me as well. Mm. Um, and there's a certain moments where Carmen's like, how dense can you be? Like the nigga just got out of jail. He can't move out of state the day after. Hmm. You're right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like girl and then she made him that little bird ass breakfast the basic eggs and bacon and shit so I'm like, do you like it <laughs> everybody likes <laughs> this <laughs> it's standard like but um yeah I feel like it was definitely like the writing um and even like with the the music it was good on paper but some of the execution could have been better Beyonce did good she, she always did what she good. had to do um, but some of the writing could have been more 
intricate. It could have been dope if the writing was the writing was basic, like the songwriting to me. Hmm. It was basic and sometimes it was just weird. Like when she used porpoise <laughs> and if looks like it was certain things. Certain it's like, uh, I see where you were going with that, but it could have been better. But like I said, it's a cult classic now, and I, I still watch it to this day, like I watch Glitter, so Yeah, Glitter. <sighs> I actually will put Glitter and Carmen like neck and neck. Mm, okay. Yeah. When it comes to overall value, I feel like Glitter would have done great as an MTV movie and not a theatrical release. It I think it flopped because of that. Yeah, I think that Glitter's production was a little bit better, was a lot better than Carmen's. Uh, yes. I just think that it for the most part, they didn't, their scope wasn't wasn't big enough. And so, if they had gotten Glitter production on a TV movie, people would be praising Mariah Carey. You know, yes. they wouldn't be they wouldn't be. <laughs> making fun of her the way they do um but i i think that you're right if they were i feel like carmen should have been a movie like if they would have put carmen on a movie screen and put the budget behind it and, the budget there tons and, of, and work yeah and it was it was it was it was the time for quote-unquote black films too because when you think right. about like i said all these things were happening around then from we go back all, we can start all the way uh back at like Higher learning and poetic yes, justice, so food and Jason's lyric and all these things that were Friday, coming out like Friday. What's the other one? Um, what's the other one? Boys um, in the Hood, Menace to Society, Brown. Was it Brown? Am I saying Brown Sugar? What's the name of this movie? The one um, with Omar Epson Sinalete. No, that's Love and Basketball. I mean, Tay Day Sinalete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all these movies that were like coming out around this. Like this is a time where like you could sell people. Unfortunately, I hate to say that you could sell black <laughs> folks movies because we were going to the movies in droves in the same way that we would. We Best man. Show, hello. Uh, so we would have shown up. You know what I'm saying? How high? The brothers. You remember time. that movie? <laughs> Which one? The brothers. The brothers. Is that the name of the movie? Yeah. It was I like, think I think so. it was D.L. Hughley, Shamar Moore. I want to say more Chestnut. Um, the Wood. The Wood was a really good one. It's one of my favorites. There was it was just a time. I see. Oh, I know this movie. They try so hard to like <laughs> to give us like these movies where it's like the childhood movies, and everyone's like everyone's got things that are separating them, and then it's like oh no, that was the one when um uh yeah, everyone was having their own specific issues, and they all mm. ran together on them. Like Homeboy was like. A hoe, and the other guy was like the one who was married to his wife, but like his wife was something. Something was wrong with her. I don't remember this movie fully because I was too young. But either <laughs> was his, maybe his wife wasn't his wife wasn't sleeping with him as often as he'd like I something just, like. I that. just remember the movie, but not the movie. Oh, I remember. Like I remember watching it now. That you brought it up, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, one of his one of his friends were like married, but it was one of those black movies where it's like, yeah, I love my wife, but man, she ain't giving it to me like I like her too. Like it's one of those black mm. men movies. And it's like, yeah, man, I sleep around too much and I'm worried I'll never find love. 
And it's like, I have, <laughs> I have mental health issues. It was also one of the first times I think that we saw like someone talking about like depression and stuff in a real way in a black movie, mm-hmm. but without really naming it. But, right. but there, I'm just saying it could have been with all the things that were happening at that time in, the, in that like eight, 10 year span, Carmen could have made its way to a big screen and made some money. Yeah. You know, and then like, be- if it, like five heartbeats. Yo. <laughs> if we have five heartbeats of a production on Carmen the Hip Opera. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It could totally be. It could have been something special and they just didn't want it to be. They were like, well, let's they try. They also probably didn't have the. Can't. I'm pretty sure MTV wasn't dishing out like a high budget for it. Right. They so they probably care. had to make best of what they had. And Beyonce probably ate up a good portion of that. They're like, well, Beyonce is 68% of the budget. Um, <laughs> are you sure you don't want to call this new girl that's up and coming? I hear her name is Shantai. Shantai. I heard she was in the studio working with Ja Rule. And I feel like she would be great for this. It's like, no, no, we need, we need Beyonce. So just give her what she wants. Robert Thompson had to fight for Beyonce. I think I don't think MTV wanted Beyonce at first. He had to really push for her. Which is weird too that like he was like Beyonce, yeah, we're all right. It's like, exactly. No. Like, huh? <laughs> what? And now look at her. She is no Ashanti. Right. Like people wish and it's funny because people still wish to be Ashanti. Um, so it's it's just funny that Beyonce has just surpassed everything that people thought she was gonna be. And it all started with, you know, you ready? And we were like, nah. We didn't know. We, we didn't wasn't. know you were. You know, <laughs> it was like, but here we are. You know, in 2019. Uh, let's go. I don't know it. I don't know if it's in my it's my Shondo that's quivering, but I have a feeling that there is more Beyonce stuff coming this year, and I'm not sure when. I'm not saying it's going to be like a summer release or anything like or an album. I just feel like we're going to get something from Beyonce that we didn't expect. Like we know she has these Netflix deals and I think another one Mm -hmm. might drop around like the holidays, like forcing our, our loved ones to have to watch another Beyonce, uh, performance during Christmas or something. Like you came to my house, you have to watch. I'm not turning on everything (laughs) else. Um, but I, I feel well, like we're a, getting... that's what's going to be on the TV. I don't know what you're going to do, do. Do you remember the Thanksgiving that she used to just put on her like her live performances on the Thanksgiving ABC specials? Mm-hmm. Like I used to make my family watch those. Like when it was the I Am uh, Yours, and then the other one was the I Am Tour, wasn't it? I thought it was she the Beyonce Experience. Was it the Beyonce Experience? No. I thought like the Beyonce Experience was on like a holiday thing on some channel. It may have been, but I like the ABC thing was like her, her more prominent ones. Mm. Hold on, I'm also might be confusing Lady Gaga. Hold on, with Beyonce, like Gaga did have some as well. Yeah, it's the ABC Thanksgiving because I love my going to my best friend's house. My best friend just forces everybody um, to to watch whatever he wants them to watch. So it's always a Beyonce thing or a Michael Jackson thing. Yeah. So oh, both of those work. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, so <laughs> I am yours was one. I could have sworn it was the I am world tour as well as one. Like I might be putting them both together, but I feel like they're both the same thing. And then 
And then one of those years, Beyonce was going like head to head with Taylor Swift on Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah, you don't remember that? Like Beyonce was on ABC and Taylor Swift was on like NBC or something. I'm like I remember that because I my standum was like okay, so Taylor Swift can kick rocks. No one needs her. Hold on, let me make sure I'm not wrong. Yeah, she did do the I Am World tour. And then the other one was like, I am yours. I think I am yours came first. Yeah. It did. Yeah, Taylor Swift did hers. Her Yeah, NBC. I was right. Yeah, she did her Speak Now thing on NBC and Beyonce did hers on ABC. But Taylor Swift came first. I remember like Taylor Swift came on at like eight. <laughs> it was like headlining. That's cute. Beyonce headlined, so uh, they didn't want to split those ratings. That was probably a a, a station deal. They were like, "Look, um, I'm not trying to have us lose anything because some of y'all running over to Beyonce and some of them running to Taylor Swift, but everyone's coming to be. So, look, you keep your ratings, we'll keep ours. Deal, right? Deal, deal. <laughs> like we're not about to do that. But that's it. That's all I gotta say on that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, um, any any final thoughts or words on Carmen? Um, I wish that Beyonce would uh acknowledge it. I wish that Beyonce would acknowledge that Carmen was a real thing for her. Um, and yes. pay some kind of oh homage to it. Um, like I feel like in the next album, like a song should just be called Carmen. And she should sing about her, her sexual awakening or her sexual journey or her, her journey with intimacy. Like going from this, like, I didn't know how to flirt well to why I bring a cum towel with me everywhere I go. You know? Not a cum towel. <laughs> like, or a towel. I'm sorry. Edit that out. Uh, <laughs> carry a towel with me everywhere I go. You know, like, I would like to know how she moved from that to that. And I think that it would be a fun, sexy song and only a way that Beyonce could do it. Um, yeah. So it's something like that would be fun for me. But other than that, like, I don't really, like, I, Carmen was one of those things that stays in the back of my mind that I'm like, <laughs> Beyonce did do that more so mm-hmm. than like, oh, man, this was a masterpiece. It's like the time they were on yeah. that TV show. Um, no, it was like, remember it was like a TV movie where it was all a Destiny's Child we were on a front porch. I do not remember that. Hold on, is this gonna, this is gonna be a standing moment that I remember and you don't? This is this is perfect. Um, Wait, a, a TV movie? A Destiny Side was on the porch? Yeah, it was Kelly Rowland, Beyonce. They were like these kids. I don't know if they were neighborhood kids. I can't remember. It was so long ago. They were either neighborhood kids or they were like the the nieces of this old woman who owned the house, and they were sitting in the front porch. Let me let me see if I can find it. Hmm. I'm gonna find it and I'm just gonna I'm gonna text it to you, Beyonce. Let me Google it. Look, I'm on IMDb. Like I remember seeing, like it was. Hold on, come on. I know I'm not wrong. <laughs> they were on a front porch. <laughs> they, I'm, I promise you, this is. Was it DC three or DC four? I want to say it was four because some of them weren't. Some of them weren't even like. 
I was like, I remember saying that they weren't important. <laughs> and because, yeah, because be it had nice. to be DC4 because I only recognize Beyonce and <laughs> Beyonce uh, and Kelly right away. The rest of them can go away. Side note, I was listening to uh, Independent Woman uh-huh. Part 2 today and Michelle's vocals really stood out in that song. Mm. Especially in that child of destiny. Yeah. And, and then the vocal arrangers, then the them background is oh my gosh. I was lost in it for like five minutes. Hey, you. It's so good. No, like their harmonies. Man, I, I say I don't know a next to En Vogue, I don't know a a group that harmonizes better. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Like think thinking about it. Like, there's no way in the world that anybody else does it better than they do. I'm over here looking for this damn movie now. Let's see. I remember Smart Guy. I remember Famous Dick Jackson. She was on the episode of All of Us. Possibly. The Speaking of filmography, while you look up that, Lion King officially comes out next month. I've been waiting to be able to say that. Um, but, um <laughs> yes. The wearable art gala. Uh you see them IG pictures today? I've seen your you said that your IG pictures? No, Beyonce's. Oh, I did not see Beyonce's. Is she uh, Okay, pause. Go to her page, please, and look at the pictures and the video that she put up. My the video- word. We don't deserve Beyonce Oh my god, Blue! Turn the sound on. I what? Okay, that's not her though, right? I got excited for a minute. I was like, <laughs> Beyonce released the recording of Beyonce because remember Billy Eichner was like, we heard Beyonce saying, "Can you feel the love tonight?" and it drove him to tears. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to, because you know they have this ensemble circle of life, but you know they're like, Beyonce, can you just solo by yourself Yes, with a few background vocalists and just murder this? And she was like, fine. Background vocalists? You mean me? Myself and I? <laughs> I'll record all the harmonies. You're fine. Um, As always. Anything for you, Disney, because I have kids now, so <laughs> I want them to know that this was mama and only mama. You know, and because you have the money to pay me, <laughs> I don't have to worry about that Viacom stuff. I know y'all gonna shell it out regardless. So that check is clear. They paid Beyonce in a briefcase full of cash and said, "We already paid the taxes on it for you." <laughs> right here, you go. I love. I want. love the fact that Disney, like the the photos, um, the cast photos. It's, it's like <laughs> Donald Glover as Simba, Beyonce as Nala, and it's just lions, and it's hilarious to me. I just like I. <laughs> Oh man, it just makes me laugh because they're like they don't really look different, and then <laughs> <laughs> and so the only one who looks really different is Scar, who looks amazing in the in the photo, yes. the poster. I was like, man, I mean, it's just gonna be so much black excellence, and it is, and then we're not even gonna be looking at their faces. But but Circle, I'm gonna cry because Lion King is my favorite Disney movie of all time, followed very closely Same. by Mulan and Moana of stand up people of color. Um, I, <laughs> Lion King, Aladdin, Hercules. Right, Aladdin and Hercules up there too. We all know that the lions are black. That's why they hired black people to play them. And I think 
It's because I think you know what really sold it for everyone that most that the Lion King uh, characters were black is because Mustafa. Like no one can look at Mustafa and think that this Mustafa is, or Mufasa. I'm sorry, Mustafa is my friend. Uh, Mufasa, Mustafa, <laughs> Mustafa is the name. As the he's my Middle Eastern friend. Uh, <laughs> Mufasa. No one can believe that he is anybody's like you know Grandpa Robert. That's somebody. That's someone's like Mima's like husband. That's somebody's Uncle Jerry. Mm-hmm. That's somebody's. <laughs> that's Grandpa. That's that's All Papa facts. right there. That's not. So I'm looking at Mufasa like he's a black man, and it's James Earl Jones. Like so, you can't <laughs> mistake the voice. So Classic. if he's brown, <laughs> Alfie Woodard's doing Sarabi. Right. Like, come on, come on. I love it so much. It's going to be so amazing. And it's, you know, did you see the remake of The Jungle Book? No, I still want to, though. I think it's still on Netflix. Um, But, like, seeing The Jungle Book as a kid, I was like, you know, this is the bare necessities. I was like, this is fine. (laughs) But watching it, like, first of all, so much more intense watching it live action, like the fire and all that stuff. But I was like, whoa, like, this is visually, this is stunning. Like, this is beautiful. And I was like, I don't want anything more than this. This is great. So if the Lion King is can be that, or you know, it's going to be more because they've got mm. they've got a bigger budget and they've got bigger names. And so like the Lion King is going to go above and be. I just know it. Oh man, it's hell, amazing. Aladdin was great. Aladdin was stunning. And I I knew I knew it would be. And I'm gonna see, I'm probably you know I'm gonna go see it tonight. I'm gonna go see Aladdin tonight. I've got a free ticket, so I'm gonna go see. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. But man, that's it. that's it. I Beyonce is gonna she's gonna take us out this year. She's gonna kill us all. And this Just is why, to bring us back for more shit. More shenanigans. Right, but this is also why when people open their mouths and say things like Beyonce is not iconic yet. <clears throat> like how many times has anyone paid you to pay to be in a movie like this? Not as not as yourself, but as an actual character. Right. To play somebody else. Not never. <laughs> so I was like, before you open this, that's the thing. I think what people really need, and this is going to be my book of B. Is this okay, let's go ahead and transition on right, that. Tour. This ain't even going to be a Beyonce song. This is going to be a word. So I think, and this is social work right now coming out. So what we really need to do, we, we need to understand that our words have impact. You know, the good book tells us that power of life and death is in the tongue. We have power beyond what you know. And because that, words mean things always and forever to somebody. Always. So, before you open your mouth to say something, doesn't have to be, what do I intend to say? Make sure you say exactly what you mean. Because the way it's going to fall on people's ears is going to be different than what you think you were saying. You, Dion Warwick, is a full example of saying, well, what I said was this. No, ma'am, what you said was in quotes. And they do that so they you can't sue them for libel. Like, it's all <laughs> these things. <laughs> and so before you say anything, before you open your mouth to disparage somebody else, because you know that's exactly what you're doing, one, stand in it. If you want to, if you're going to be shady, stand in your shade, own it, and take whatever yeah. fallback comes from it. Like Aretha Franklin would be just like, "Well, I said what I said." Beyonce, who? <laughs> you know, like it wasn't like I didn't say that. What I meant to say, what? No, no, no. Beyonce, who? And be, and Aretha went right to the Lord in them ruby red slippers, 
with Beyonce who on her mind. And so what Dion World should have done with that uh oh I wouldn't have lip song for the national anthem, but hey. Right. So hello? Like Aretha went right to Jesus with shade on her lips and a and a full heart. <laughs> what you gonna do? Fight me? <laughs> Dion Ward, <laughs> you you got the nerve to step. People like that who got the nerve to come out and say things without meaning, and then be like, "Oh, I didn't really mean that." No, you need to trump this. Come out and say what you said, and then be like, "Well, you know, um, I said it, but I didn't say it. What you heard was this. <laughs> like, no, we heard what we heard. What you need to do is be a Nini. Don't be a Donald Trump. You you need to be at this point. You need to be the employee. This is the apprentice at this point. <laughs> say what you said." And shut up. And that's all I have to say. Mean what you say and say what you mean. Beyonce does it all the time. And hence why Beyonce hasn't even mentioned Young Warwick's name in her life, I don't think. So, like, this is what you know. <laughs> Beyonce don't think about you, but she spends a lot of time thinking about Beyonce. So, watch your mouth when you talk about people. If you're going to hate on people, be a hater. But don't claim to be something else. You'll know a treat by the fruit that it bears. A tree by the so, fruit it bears. So, Do you remember the whole thing with the... Uh, the Dion Warwick biopic. And no. it was like Lady Gaga was going to be in it. Yeah. Lady Gaga scene was like, no, she's not. <laughs> Dion Warwick's like, well, they said they were going to be in it. Like, it was just a misunderstanding, but they did say that they were going to be in it. <laughs> no, they didn't. That was the whole thing. I'll remember. I'll send you the article. Send me the and article. And funny thing, Latoya Luckett was supposed to play Dion Warwick. As she deserves. Um, Tiana about Taylor the same would level kill of that role. 100%. Someone said it would kill the role visually and probably vocally because their vocal textures are kind of similar. Similar, you know what? But I feel like Dion deserves that. I feel like she deserves Latoya Luckett. Now, no, she doesn't because one of them works really hard, you know. And I just feel like Latoya is the one who got by specifically on the fact that she knew some really good people at what they did. And I'm, yeah, I'm shading uh, like all the way to the end of this episode. I feel like you deserve the person mm-hmm. most like you to play that role. And I feel like that should have been Latoya Luckett. Latoya Luckett to this day is still coasting on the fact that she was friends and partners and employees of Beyonce, Giselle Knowles Carter. Not the fact that she was actually any good, but the fact that she was in the same room and studio as Beyonce for about seven to eight months. And Dionne Warwick is still trying to trick us into believing that she was something phenomenal because she was on the same stage and in the same room as Luther Vandross and Whitney Houston and Sissy Houston and Patti LaBelle. I don't believe you. I'm angry again. <laughs> But anyway, that's my book of B. It's just like, say what you mean and mean what you say. It's not hard. And if you don't don't have a nice way of saying what you mean and you don't want to get caught out or lose Twitter followers, then just don't say nothing at all and leave it in the group chat. Tell your friends. You have to tell Essence that. <laughs> all you have to do is all you have to do about Beyonce is say like, hey, I think Beyonce is great. Do you think she'll last a long time? She's lasted so long from now. Can only imagine she'd stay around, you know. Very Listen. diplomatic answer. <laughs> how, see how easy that is to be like, she's been around for 25 years. I'd imagine she's going to be around longer. Like, <laughs> And they're like, wow, thank you, Dion, for those deep words. Like, And they'd move on. You decided to tell her that she would never. <laughs> You're not even to the places where you think you should. How you set, how you set a standard that you don't meet? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh, like, she said Sammy Davis. She said Frank Sinatra. She said Patti LaBelle. Wait a minute. <laughs> Who are you? I, I feel like she does include herself in that group. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, wait, you know, no, no, baby. <laughs> That's not you either. I just thought about that. How you, you know, that this is people like that who are, it's like the white supremacists who set, set it up to believe that it's a meritocracy while at the same time cutting other people off at the knees so that they look better. That's Dion Warwick. She's like, I'm better than you because I'm setting the stand. Like, I'm, I'm saying that I am, not because I actually am. I'm making it impossible for you to reach the level I am because I've changed it. I moved the finish line. Like, no, shut up. Shut up, Dion. I love you, girl, but shut up. Like, stop talking to people who aren't talking about you. Like, if they're talking about your music, answer those questions. They ask about Jennifer. I wonder what she has to say about Jennifer Hudson. Oh, gosh. I bet you she would lie out through her teeth and say that Jennifer Hudson's got amazing staying power. She does. And I bet she's going to say that she's going to be an icon one day, even though she sings nothing but tributes. I bet you, I bet you she would have said they should have asked her about it. Okay, so this this isn't intended to be shade, but I feel like whatever legacy Jennifer Hudson leaves would be the equivalent to Dionne Warwick's. I'm going to agree. I'm going to say it's because that Jennifer Hudson was attached and tethered to some very talented people and did some amazing things, has a skill set. Phenomenally more talented than Dionne Warwick is, obviously. But, like, <laughs> it's, it's true. Dionne Warwick's voice was never something super special. Dionne Warwick is one of those people that got by. Like, you know, the people that you ever been in a room with a whole bunch of Ivy Leaguers before? And no, I think like, I would, like, choke. <laughs> But they're like, Myself. oh, I went to I went to Yale. Oh, we all went to Yale, and it's like, yeah, me too. And like the person they're talking to works at Enterprise, but they are all like engineers and doctors. They're like, you did, <laughs> and it's like that's how people look at Dion work. It's like, yeah, we're all we're all Ivy League. You too. So why didn't you? <laughs> so how come you didn't become? How did you manage to? You went into that much okay. debt for what? Gotcha. And it's like, you owe $3 million of California. You went to that much debt for what? So, once again, like, Jennifer Hudson is going to be something special. And Jennifer Hudson also has an Oscar. So, like, again, more than Dion. <laughs> It'll be similar, but I feel like Jennifer Hudson is going to make her, her name somewhere else in recent years, yeah. in, like, future years. I see it coming um, where it might be Broadway or something like she I feel like that's where she's going to go. And I think she's going to, yeah, 100%. Give her her Tony now. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that she's going to, it's, I don't know what show it's going to be. It's not going to be the color purple or anything. I think she might've been in that. Um, she, or, she was, and I saw that. I'm yeah. stupid. And she was phenomenal. I, I, she's got the voice for Broadway. And so I think that whatever, it's going to be something new. It's going to be one of those like Dear Evan Hansen's or Hamilton's, like one of those ones that take the world by storm. And she's mm. going to be like, you know what she would have been great at if, but she wasn't chunky still. Um, once on this island, you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. It's not. It's like mostly people of color in the cast. It's about an island. I'm imagining it's Caribbean, but it's not. Um, and you know Alex Newell from Glee, who's like the trans non-binary person. Big, yes. big, yeah. He plays. Unique. Um, yeah, unique. He plays. He basically plays Mother Earth in in this in this musical, and he does. Mm. Uh, just Google or Apple Music the song "Mama Will Provide," and Tell me you don't picture Jennifer Hudson singing this song. And it's because she, if she would have done that, if Jennifer Hudson would have been in that, I believe that she would have won a Tony. Like they, they would have done, it would have, it would have given her some space and she would have the, she, I think she has a Grammy too. She does. So like, so yeah, like all she would need is that Emmy. I feel like Jennifer Hudson, if she could, 
if she gets that Tony, and it won't be it won't be hard to get an Emmy. You get an Emmy for writing or singing on a song. So, I'm like, you could <laughs> if she doesn't have one already that we don't remember. That's my my point is that Jennifer Hudson has the skill set to be better than Diana because she is. But like, I just like Dion just doesn't. You just don't have the range. It's like what's what is the got to be real quote is I'm surprised you're not claustrophobic because you have absolutely no room to talk. <laughs> like. I think Patty said that to Dion. <laughs> like, she said it to uh, uh, Aretha. Maybe it's Aretha. But it was just like, it's just, that is that is it. You have absolutely no room to talk. Like, you you are not qualified to have this conversation, but yet here you are. How are you failing up? Shut up. Shut up. I, I'm sorry. Leave the hash singer slash it alone. <laughs> Yo. He's like, you up here looking very, you up here looking like the hash <laughs> But she said, I, I'm thinking, she cried. <laughs> Got to be real is one of the most iconic things that have ever been created. And Andrea deserves Period. all the things she needs. Like, give her money for this. I need to. Oh, man. I, I can't believe it. Like, I got to rewatch those. I just rewatched them last <sighs> week. I'm probably going to do it today, too. But, um, oh, man. That's it. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find you at, sir. <laughs> oh, man. You can find me on the internet, on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I was going to say Facebook. Don't search me. Um, I, won't, <laughs> I won't add. I won't re- accept you. I don't accept any new. I got like 70 sitting in there. But uh, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, it's at Charnel B. Uh, I like living on the timelines, mostly Twitter. Instagram is one of those things. I've gained some weight. I don't like the way my face looks. It's a weird thing. Uh, find me there on um, Mondays. Uh, every other Monday, at least, you can find me on What Did You Do? A true crime show. Uh, and I, it looks like it's going to be once a month, the way I'm moving. But uh, Purchase Not Perfect, which is my new baby, where we kind of walk back from church, her, and faith, and see what that looks like. Where can they the find you? The episode with you in Kenya was amazing, by places. the way. Sorry. <laughs> no, but I listened to the uh, one with you in Kenya, and uh, it was a great episode. No, me and Takani, we, yo, that, I tell you how long that episode really was. I can imagine. Bro, I said I edited down. Like, me and her, we talked, like, before and after. We were on Skype for, like, six hours. Like, we were talking forever. (laughs) I can imagine. Uh, she's amazing, but thank you. It was, it was, that was a conversation I was really looking forward to having. And it, and it, and it was exactly all the things I thought it was going to be. It sounded like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really, you know, it was really, really good. Like I was glued to my earpods. Well, I, I appreciate, I appreciate that. She, her, she and I have a very similar life, and we had no idea, and that's why it was like mm-hmm. we were just like, oh, we're so we're really kinfolk. Like this is right. <laughs> we might actually be like Mississippi. Like <laughs> we might be cousins. You never know. Oh man. But uh where can folks find you on the timelines and stuff? Um, on the Instagram and the Twitter at Baby Huey, that's B A E B Y H U E Y and Chapter Two of the Web Series, Kennedy the Web Series, and some other stuff that should be coming out soon. Um, yeah, and we just started filming season three of Chapter Two, so that should be dropping in the winter sometime. Um yeah, so I'm excited. And I'm about to start filming another project soon. Hopefully it goes into production. I got the role, which is great. But if it don't go into production, <laughs> then they don't mean shit. So hopefully that'll, because right. uh, I've gotten roles in 
it never went to production. I was like, damn. So, um, but I'm excited about it. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me at. I am happy <laughs> for you. It feels good to be happy. Mm, it is. It feels good to be. Feels good to be good. You know. Yes, especially when you know. Remember, everybody, all roads lead to be because I'm about to go on the tangent. <laughs> right, I felt it. I was like, "Well, we're here. Shit, let's go." <laughs> but, all roads lead to be. Yes, yes, they do. I feel like that's a little early, but until next time, deuces and deuce day. <laughs> we out. <have. laughs>